Well, happy new year to you all. It's good to see you in this new year. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, I just want to stop and thank you for this honor of being here to share your word with your people. And God, we're thankful for this new year. And we just want to say we're here and we want to be um, what you want us to be. We want to do what you want us to do. God, I pray if I share your word that your word would just, whatever is true, would stick to your people's hearts. And whatever is not would just fade away. We just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this past year has been a busy year. For some of you, you feel weary and worn out, and you're just ready, like, just, I need a break. And maybe that's been this Christmas season, you've, you've taken a break, and you're like, okay, that's what I need, I'm ready to go again. But you know what? Even though some of us, we need a break, life continues, and it just goes and goes and goes. Who has time for a break, really? There's no time to rest. Life moves on. We live in a world that never slows down. 24-7, go, 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 go. There's always a push to do more. More pressure, more more productivity, and more burnout. Have you felt that this year? Overwhelmed by everything? That feeling like you can't keep up. And then there's the pressure to do more and more and more. Pressure to keep up appearances and look just right. Sadly, this idea has crept into the church and to, into our lives as believers. Jesus came to give us rest. He didn't give us, come to give us more to do. He came to give us rest. Not to keep us doing more stuff, to be, make us busier. Not to just do stuff for the sake of doing it. In this new year, what would it look like to refocus on Jesus? To get our eyes back on him and what he has for us. Partnering with him. Seeing what he has is already doing. And partner and work alongside of him rather than feeling like we have to start and do our own thing. And what would it look like if you could remember who you are in Christ? Today, my encouragement will be for this year to just be. Please open your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. As we look at an encounter of Mary and Martha with Jesus. Simple passage. And Jesus and Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me. As Jesus and his disciples were on their Did I hear a passage? Sorry. As Jesus and his disciples were on their, their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset by many things, but the few things are needed or or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. <clears throat> Here we have Mary, uh, Jesus in the home of Mary and Martha. They're hosting Jesus as he teaches. Now, if you're familiar with these two, often they get pegged to certain stereotypes. Martha is seen as the, the serious one, the hardworking one. Well, Mary is scatterbrained and possibly lazy. And, you know, people find that they can relate to different attributes of Mary or Martha. Like, oh, I'm such a Martha. I, I have this mentality. I have to go, go, go do all these things. And some people say, oh, I, I'm a Mary. I, I just kind of sit back and I, I just observe things more and I'm not as, I'm not as busy. And I don't, I think it's kind of unfair to, to stereotype these women, to put these things, these labels on them. You know, in the end, both were hard workers, but it's just the circumstance here. And in this situation, Mary found herself caught up by what Jesus was teaching. She wanted to be close to Jesus. And I think Martha possibly wanted to be there too. But she was caught up with different things. She was caught up with a pressure to be busy, a pressure to be doing. So I want to share with you some today some thoughts to help you go into this year to just be. The first, first thing I think that's important to just be is remember who you are. Now you're like, well, of course I remember. I, I, I'm, I'm Dave. I, I, he's Zeriel. It's my wife, Melody. Of course you remember who you are. That's a silly thing to say, isn't it? But I think we, we forget who our, what our identity is. We get so busy that we get caught up and we've lost who we are. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who re- did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The right to become children of God. What a privilege. What an honor. You know, the more time you spend with Jesus, the more opportunity you have to see who you are in him. Who you are in Jesus. If you've given your life to Jesus, you are a child of God. That's something I never want you to forget. You are a child of God. Nothing more or less. You can't do more to earn your right as a child of God. You can't do less and get it taken away. To as many as received him, they became children of God. And I have a, a little girl. You may perhaps you've seen her running around the the, uh, the church lots. 
and yelling or crying or laughter and joy. She's my little girl. Sometimes she'll grow up to be a big girl, and but she'll always be my child. There's nothing she can do to, that will stop her from being my child. You simply are God's child. And as God's child, there's nothing more or less you can do. You just are. In our passage today, we find Mary just being with Jesus. It's her lack of doing that gets her criticized. But she's caught up with who Jesus is and what's he, what he's teaching. In a place where she doesn't have to earn approval, because she already has it from Jesus. This changes our whole mentality when we already have found approval rather than having to work for approval. So often we think we have to do so much so we can be a Christian, so much that we have to, that our works will save us. But this couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, I can remember when I first uh, heard the gospel. I had, you know, when I was younger, as a, as a child, I had heard about God, but it didn't. It wasn't the full gospel. It didn't, I had missed. There was so much of. I didn't hear about Jesus. I just heard about works, doing good things to get you to heaven. And I, a friend took me to youth group, and I heard about Jesus and that He died for me. And I left thinking, okay, I have to work to earn this love that God's given. And I can remember a few weeks after hearing this, and I was trying really hard, and I had a bad anger problem at the time, and and uh, an altercation had happened at a youth group, and I ran off, and I was upset about it. And my youth leader came and found me, and he said, are you a Christian? And I said, I'm trying to be. And he said, there's no trying to be a Christian so when you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and starts to do a work in you. And that was so freeing to me that I didn't have to, it wasn't up to me to keep doing stuff because I kept on failing at doing stuff. And now God was at work in me. Philippians 1 verse 6 is so encouraging to me. So, so encouraging. I'll read off the screen. Um, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1.6. Isn't that so encouraging to you? That he's doing a good work in your life? It's encouraging to me. Jesus is doing a good work in you. So stop stressing and let him do that work in you. Just listen and obey. Jesus said, Abide in me, and you'll bear much fruit. Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, we can't do it on our own. We fall apart. We fail. But in Him, with Him, we we have so much going on. I want you to think for a minute about a fruit tree. You know, a, a, a peach tree. You know, think of a nice juicy peach. You know, in the the summer months when the peaches are ready, or you know, an apple tree, or you know, down in California and Florida, the or, or an orange tree where you can just pick it. You know, down there you pick those nice fruit off the tree and just so good. You think about those fruit. They all produce all those trees. They produce fruit after their kind. It's just what they do. They don't have to think, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to produce something today. No, they're designed to produce fruit. All they have to do is take in the nutrients that's given, that they need. They need that nutrients. They, they, will, they will die without that nutrients. The tree is dependent on the outside, um, the, the forces to, to give nutrients and to give that pollination that they need. But if we were to bring that back to our lives as believers, some of us try to produce the fruit on our own. And we try to, to look a certain way. Oh, well, I have to have love in my life. I have to have joy. And I try so hard. And I just fail. And it gets so discouraging. Because I, I, I'm supposed to have all this stuff in my life. And I'm, it's not coming. Where, why it isn't coming? Jesus says that if we abide in him, the fruit will come. Take time to spend time with Jesus. Not because we have to, but because he's the one who's given us life. We live by the Spirit, and the fruit comes. Galatians 5 22 and 23, many of us are familiar with this verse, these verses. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. It's not about us trying to do the right thing. And demonstrate good stuff. But rather, we let the Holy Spirit produce the fruit in our lives as we take His Word, as we take His Word in. And I know some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I don't have the fruit of the Spirit. I might have one of those fruit, but I don't have all of them. But I would challenge you on that to think that you do have all of the fruit of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit has given you that. But some of it's not in a ripe capacity yet. It's still there in a very small way, but it's there. And as we continue to let the Holy Spirit work in our lives, it will grow and grow and grow. And, you know, all the, you read all that list, you know, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You're like, well, I, I really struggle with, um, with joy. Or I really struggle with gentleness. Keep on seeking out the Lord. He'll grow it. 
It's all been given to you. I know I think about it as a, a fruit basket or a fruit um a fruit basket. Like some of us think of the fruit basket as something that's given, but when I grew up, my grandma always had fruit on her counter and it was just in this nice little basket and there was bananas and oranges and apples and in the summertime peaches and, and nectarines and apricots and she had grapes in her backyard and there's a, there's grapes, there's all sorts of stuff and but you would go there and I would like Oh, well, that's not quite ripe. I wouldn't take a fruit that's ripe yet, but, you know, it's all there. It's all this basket of fruit for you to take. But you kind of, some of it's more ripe than others, and it's just ready to to be eaten and ready to consume. And so I would want to encourage you that there's some of the things, those things, the fruit of the Spirit, they're all in your life, but some are just going to be more evident than others. So the first thing I wanted you to remember was to remember who you are. Remember who you are in Christ. And the second thing in this year, as we come into this new year and we want to just be, is to watch for what Jesus is doing and join in. And you know, we go back to our passage in, in Luke, and I want you to notice that Jesus does not tell Martha that she's doing wrong but rather that that Mary's chosen better. Martha isn't wrong for what she's doing, and things need to be done, but Mary's just chosen better. Mary knew Jesus was there, and she wanted to be with him. When it comes to the things we do with Jesus, things will always be easier if we're doing it with Jesus. And that's just the fact of all we do in, in, in life is always going to be easier when we do it with him. In Matthew 11, I'll start at 11 on the screen. You'll find uh, 28, 29 to 30, but I'll start in verse 28. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. With a yoke, there in that time, there's a yoke could be placed on a, a work animal, and it was to pull a plow or pull a wagon and different things, so that the animal would do the work for you. And many times there would be, the yokes would be double yokes, and they would two animals could do the a work better, but it would be less work for those animals. It splits the work into two when you have a double yoke, and that's the the idea. I think that it's, it's here when Jesus says, "Take my yoke upon you," because it's not a single yoke. Jesus isn't throwing a yoke on you and, and saying. Go, you're, he's a taskmaster, and to do more, do more. But he's doing it with you. And he's taking the, the hard load of it off. He's doing the majority of the work. He wants to work with you. He doesn't want you to work for him. His yoke is easy. You know, Sometimes when we, we think about the stuff we need to do in the church and around the community, we, 
you know, we have to start up to something new and sparkly. And you know what? We don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's things that God is already doing. We don't need to start a new ministry. Rather, we need to look at what's already happening. How can we join in to what God is already doing? Pray and ask the Lord what you can partner with Him in. Maybe there's something that we're missing out on, and we need to pray and say, God, what are you already at work in that we can join in and be a part of your ministry in? Because it's not our ministry, it's His. Maybe it's something that's in our church already, and you can join in on that. Or an opportunity within our community to reach and serve our neighbors around us. In the end, if Jesus isn't in it, do you really want to be a part of it? Psalm 4610. 4610. He says, Be still and know that I am God. And the full verse says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. We need to slow down and see that God is bigger than any situation that we're facing. Anything that we're doing. Be still, being still isn't a natural thing for us. Doing stuff is natural. And we're always feeling like we have to do more or told we have to do more. You haven't done enough. Such an imposing view, a concept in our world when the rest of the world is saying do more and God says be still. We are told we have to constantly take action but if we don't slow down, how are we going to see what God is already at work in? When we slow down and quiet ourselves, we can begin to see that God is bigger than anything that we could even dream of doing. You know, throughout the, the Bible, God's people are God's constantly telling his people, okay, slow down. You know, you don't, Sometimes he's saying, oh, you don't have to take this many people into battle because I've got it. But they're so gung-ho, oh, i got to do this, i got to do this way, i got to do it this way. But we slow down and listen to what God's actually saying. You know, being still doesn't have to be stopping us from moving physically, although that's good too. Rest is important for us. But sometimes we just need to quiet our minds as we go forward you know, what's interesting is it's always easier to, to steer a moving vehicle. If your vehicle just stopped completely, you can't be steered. And so the same way in our lives, if we're, um, God can move us as we are continuing to move forward in following him. You know, doing things is not wrong. In our situation with Martha and Mary, she was busy. You know, she had preparations to do. 
food. She was getting the house ready for people to have over. You know, you want to have the house just right. You know, who knows how many people are going to be there. You're preparing, preparing food for after Jesus finishes. You know, they needed to be done. But when we get so busy, we're missing out on seeing what God is doing, hearing what His voice, what He would have to say to us. Sometimes we get so busy that we, we don't spend time in the Word that, and we totally miss out what God would say on to us. Or we just are so distracted that we can't hear His still and quiet voice in our lives. Don't get so busy that we miss, you'll miss out on the work that God's doing right in front of you. So in this year ahead, let it be one where you can just be. You know, I think it's a good realization to think that we are created as human beings, not human doings. As we look at scriptures, we need to stop seeing it as more stuff to do, more pressure in our lives to do more stuff, but rather to look at it as an encouragement in our lives, as the qualities that God wants to bring out in you. So we're going to read you. Remember who you are. Remember who you were created to be. And Watch for what Jesus is already doing all around you and join in with him. Don't this, let this year be an exhausting year ahead of you. As we look at 2023, let it be a year to just be. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are at work in your people here. And I just pray that the, this idea that we have to do more would be taken away from us, Lord God. That we could remember who you created us to be and the things that, do would, that we have to do that would just lower of who you created us to be instead of having this list of works to do. That the love and the joy and the peace and the patience wouldn't be hard work, but it would just flow out of us because of you're, you are at work in us. And God, just always keep us mindful of the things that you're doing around us and allow us to join in the work that you are, you've started. For my friends here, I just pray that you would continue to do good work in their lives throughout this year. And that you would continue to encourage and challenge and that their eyes would be continually on you, Jesus. We thank you for my friends here. And I pray that you continue to um, show up in our lives and that we encounter your love. In Jesus' name, amen.